That's no moon. Coruscant Way and World Drive, you're listening to the intersection of Star Wars, Disney Entertainment, and Parks and Resort Fun. I'm your host, Brian, and with me, as always, is my ghost host, Nancy. Hello! Keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the podcast at all times. We're talking about all the benefits to being a Disney annual pass holder this month. Yay! We are them! <laughs> we, we are indeed. Uh, before we go too much further, a reminder that the Mousetroid is brought to you in part by you, our Tashi Station Network Patreon subscribers. Head over to patreon.com slash Tashi Station, get in at just the $1 level. And at that level, you can join our Patreon-exclusive Slack team, where we have all sorts of fun discussions. Yes. Many. We have many fun discussions about Star Wars Legends. And um, Star Wars books and writing and other books. We don't have a Disney channel. I need to fix that. Well, we have a Mouse Droid channel. We do have a Mouse Droid channel. That's kind of our catch-all for everything Disney. Yes. So okay. That would work there. That would work. All right. Hey, uh, we've been up to some Disney and Star Wars things since we last got together. Yes, we have. Uh, we have had a couple of visits to one of our favorite annual events, Epcot's International Food and Wine Festival. Yes. And uh, uh, we uh, we just saw Postmodern Jukebox there, one of our favorite bands. We did. We went on Monday. They were there last year and they came back this year and they're always super fun. Uh, and so if you get a chance to go to Postmodern or to go to Food and Wine Festival, definitely check out what bands are playing. And if you're there when Postmodern Jukebox is there, you're in for a treat. Yeah, I, I, I think last year Disney might have been a little surprised and taken aback by the crowd for PMJ. Yes. Uh, they are delightful. They do covers of, uh, pop songs in various retro styles. It, they're a lot of fun. Yes. Um, and we've also had some food. food and or beverage. Yes. Okay. So what's been your favorite so far? Um, I think the rigatoni from Italy, although I haven't had a lot. I haven't tried a lot yet. Um, and I will note that last time I got angry about Italy not having the chicken parmesan or the ravioli, but um, I'm actually very pleased with the rigatoni this year, so I apologize, Italy. I have also had my La Passion martini slush. And all is well. I will have another. <laughs> uh, my favorite so far has been, of course, and it's the same answer every year. It's the three cheese soup they do at the Canada Pavilion. Yes. It is so good, and it comes with the it comes with a pretzel roll. Yes. And it's delicious. 
Yes. Uh, <laughs> beer wise, over at the Belgium uh, booth, they have uh, one of my favorite beers. Uh, it's uh, St. Bernardus ABT 12. It is a Belgian uh, quadruple and it's quite strong, very tasty, and very good. So if you're looking for a recommendation, I'd check that out. Yes. Next time I'm there, though, I am trying one of their waffles. Yes. I want to try the the beer braised beef because i don't know if i had i don't remember if i had it last year i don't and think you did i've ha- i had it once and i really liked it well we'll have to try it again yeah ab- yes we do um i went to disney springs on monday and uh um or not monday sunday and i stopped at the art store and got some arts uh, I got an art for my mom for her birthday, and then I also finally found the Snow White print I've been searching for. It's the uh, print from the like opening frame of the animated movie, like the the storybook um, writing, and I they have one of they have a print framed that's like you know, a couple hundred dollars and it's really beautiful, but you know, it's a couple hundred dollars. So I got the print for 40 and I'm going to go buy a a nice frame at Michael's and, you know, maybe have it for under a hundred. So I think that's better. (laughs) But uh, if you ever go to Disney Springs, the art gallery store is sort of in the back near the rainforest cafe so i don't know if a lot of people get to that area but that store is one of my favorite stores and the art there is so fantastic and i want all of it i don't know if we've ever talked about the art that's at the launch bay but the launch bay has a section with art and they have some like cheaper prints you could buy but then they also have framed art and i want so much of it oh my god there are so many things in that store i want yeah but if i got everything i want it would probably be about three or four hundred thousand dollars probably yeah that's a that's a good that's a good guess (laughs) if not more uh one other thing uh that you may have noticed there was an additional item in the feed this month. Yes. Uh, we were, did you put that in the Mouse Droid feed or on the I Tashi did, Station I did put feed? that in the Mouse Droid feed. Oh, in addition to uh, Yeah, both? I, I put ah, it in both the uh, nice. TSR You're and smart. Mouse Droid. Cross promotion. Mm-hmm. Always be branding. Um, yeah, we were at DragonCon, and we uh, Nancy and I were on a panel all about Disney's Galaxy's Edge. So we have the one-hour panel recording from that. Uh, you can go listen to it. It, I mean, none of us there were Disney employees, so it's a lot of speculation of what we think is coming based on what we know, but it was a lot of fun, and uh, definitely go check that out. Yes. All right. Hey, let's do just a little bit of Star Wars news. Uh, we're saving the rest of it for when we record TSR. Yes. On Saturday. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy is poised to receive an honorary Oscar. Yes, which is very well-deserved. Um and not just for Star Wars, because Kathleen Kennedy has been making movies for decades. So And is one of the most decorated producers in Hollywood history. Yes. So it is very, very, very well deserved. Yeah, so congratulations. Um, she's Kathleen not going to get Kennedy. fired. No, she is not. <laughs> We're not here for that. No, we are not. 
All right. Right into Disney Entertainment news. Uh, we Should we a- mention Solo coming out tomorrow on Disney Digital? Yeah, sure. Dis- Solo's out on Disney Digital tomorrow. <laughs> Woohoo. <laughs> it's news. Yeah. I just thought of it. Great. It's how little we thought of the movie. <laughs> now, now, Brian. <laughs> I saw it twice and I don't need to see it again. Now, now, Brian. Let's not be negative, Nancy's. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, Disney Entertainment News. Uh, yes. We have a name for Disney's streaming service. It will apparently be Disney Play. Sure. That works. <laughs> I don't know if I've mentioned, I mentioned on the last Mouse Droid the one thing I really want on Disney Play, though. I saw you tweet about it. You've seen like the old park special, like uh, whenever a park opens up, they do this big star studded uh, television gala special. Yep. I want all of those (laughs) (laughs) high quality remasterings just posted there so I can pull them up at any time. You know what I want? What's that? Captain EO. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Imagine the gifts. Yeah. It was just the anniversary of it, I think, I saw. I believe you're right, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, just imagine, imagine the high-quality gifts. (laughs) Um, Or, no, you know what would be better? All of the old, like, specials that all the TGIF shows did at Disney World. Oh my god, yes, and every TGIF show did a Disney World special. Yes, just the Full House one. I want to watch that now. I'm going to watch that in bed after we're done. We have a little... Every now and then when we go on a cruise, we'll watch that. For some odd reason. The Full House one? Yeah, we've watched it a couple times before a cruise. Have we? Yes, we well, have. Well, they weren't on the cruise. I know, but for some reason we watched it anyway. Oh, that's another thing, cruise specials. Yes, I want all of those cruise <laughs> specials. <laughs> and you know... Star Wars TV shows. No, and, yes, you know, yes. Marvel movies. Sure. <laughs> no, I I want all of the promotional specials. Also, that VHS tape from Disneyland in from 1990, that take-home VHS to document all your adventures there, I want that on the streaming service. Okay, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm going to make you watch this. There is a rip on YouTube, and it's great. <laughs> okay, I mean, I've made you watch my Snow White thing, so... <laughs> that's, that's what, what we'll we should do for a topic one time D- the uh, weird old disney things that we watched as kids oh my god i love that <laughs> next that's that's next month's topic okay that's that is so great we're gonna can, do that I, next can, month. I don't know if i've ever told you about all the times i used to watch the ballad of davy crockett oh my the legends of davy whatever it was called i watched that too <laughs> okay yeah we are definitely i want to s- we should ask Amy oh, if she'll come on for yeah. that. We should move on. We should. <laughs> we should. Uh, Zendaya, perhaps, and talks to play Ariel in the live-action Little Mermaid. Why are they making all these live-action things? I don't know, but uh, to the haters and the racists, just get bent. Wasn't she in the Spider-Man movie? She was indeed in the Spider-Man. Okay. I'm just checking. The Spider-Man that we still need to watch. Shh, don't tell people. <laughs> We need to see it before Homecoming, at well, least. We've got a while. Before uh, the second one. Do we? Why do we need to see it before the second one? We saw the we saw Infinity War. 
Or are you talking about the second Spider-Man? The second Spider-Man. Okay, I'm like, why the second Infinity War? No, we the, saw we saw the first one without the, it. The, I think the, we're fine. The, the second Spider-Man. Okay. Okay. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is on hold for obvious reasons, yeah. which we're not going to go into here because I don't want to have that discussion Neither again. Neither do I. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> pre-production is on hold as they go and find a new director. Just Taika give it to Taika Waititi, please. <laughs> wasn't he in like, wasn't he there for talks? I think this is when we talked about uh, it last time. There were time. some trades that reported he was talking to Marvel about something. Yeah, I think we talked about this last well, time. I, it was never confirmed what, but speculation but it was speculated that it was Guardians 3. I mean, I feel like he would be the best fit for that Uh Yeah, yeah I, I think he would fit really well there, especially yeah. if you're not going to do any more Thor movies. Yeah, I hope they're not, like, done with the Guardians movies because I really like them. <laughs> I know. I, I do, too. Yeah. All uh, right. Uh, Maleficent 2 has completed production in other news. I had no idea this was a thing. I, I didn't know they were doing Maleficent 2. Yeah. Me neither. Oh, boy. That's how plugged in we are. Is it with Angelina Jolie? It is with Angelina Jolie. What is the plot? I have no idea. Is it like Sleeping Beauty, but from her point of view? That's what it should be. Wasn't that the first one? No, I thought that one was like a, was a prequel. Mm, good point. I don't know. I didn't see it. Obviously, we are so great. But that's at this. what they should do. Be, be that's what they should see. This is what I wish the live action films would do. Like, is take the animated movie but make it different somehow. So if they did like a live action Snow White, but from the Evil Queen's point of view, like that would be interesting to me. Give me the Lion King from Nala's perspective. Yeah, that'd be great. Or Scar's perspective. Yeah, like, yeah. All in so, favor of that? Okay. Uh, the final trailer for The Nutcracker in the Four Realms is out. Um, so, okay, this ties in to what I was just saying about the live action movies. I feel like I don't, I, I, I see this trailer and I'm like, okay, it's fine. Like, I don't, it's not like, oh my God, I have a strong desire to see it. But it looks interesting and it looks different. And it's like. Hey, and it's got God in it. Yes. Um, but it takes a story that you know like the Nutcracker, and it transforms it into something different, that's what I wish Disney would do with their live-action movies. Like, I feel like it's... You're, like, I mean, they own the stories, so they can do they can make them as transformative as they want, and I feel like they are missing that opportunity, and I feel like this, the Nutcrack, this Nutcracker movie is what they should be doing with all of their live-action... all of their live-action films. Yeah, I, it I, just doesn't make sense to me why you would just regurgitate a perfectly good live animated movie. Um, and I think we talked about this last time I ranted about it because I tend to do so. I feel like the only one I've seen that seems really, really different is Dumbo. Um, but again, that was just like a, a really short trailer. Yeah. So I have no idea how close it's going to be. Yeah. Um, moving on to something weird. Oh, sorry. I have to mention, I the one reason I do kind of want to see this movie, Helen Mirren as the bad guy. I'm sorry, that's Dame Helen Mirren? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> like, that's brilliant. And it makes me really wish that she'd been 
director Krennic in Rogue One. <laughs> we could have had it all. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> all right, moving on to something we're very excited about. We got the first official look at Captain Marvel. I was really hoping for a trailer, but it was a movie or a Entertainment Weekly cover, which is good, and, and photos, which is also good. So you've read Captain Marvel. I've read a number of the trades, yes. I have not. So you know well more than I do about what the what they were actually talking about in like the pictures and photos. So do you want to elaborate on like what we'll actually be seeing in the Captain Marvel movie? Um so yeah, we're going to be seeing uh it, it's going to be Carol Danvers who is Captain Marvel. Um but it's not going to be an origin story. She's already going to have powers. I'm excited about. Yes, at the start of this movie. And um, they're going, it, it sounds like they're going a little different from the comics, where in the comics she inherited her powers by some fusion DNA thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this, it is uh, Carol is half human, um, half human, half uh, Cree. Cree. So she, so how did she get her powers? Uh, maybe she was born with it. Maybe it's the Kree DNA. <sighs> Why did you do that? Because you set me up for it. I didn't. I didn't know such thing. You you did do such thing. No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um. So this is going to be set in the '90s, which I am very excited about because yes. it's going to be full of flannel and grunge. Yes, I'm interested as to why they're choosing to set it in the '90s. Like, I mean, I'm su- I'm assuming they have a plot reason for it, but like, like I assumed it was because like Carol's supposed to be older. Like in the comics, she's older. And Brie she's La- in her 40s uh, in the comics. And Brie Larson is, you know, what, late 20s, early yeah. 30s? Let me yeah. see. Brie Larson age. Brie Larson is 28. Okay, yeah. So I think everyone assumed they were doing it in the 90s because she'll she'll be younger then. Mm-hmm. But then if they, when she comes into, um, when she comes into you know, the Avengers, she's still going to be young. So I'm wondering... That's the alien DNA at work, no doubt. How they're, yeah, how they're going to address that and what the, what the reasoning is for 90s. Um, Listeners, you can't see this, but I'm doing the TLC alien <laughs> hand pose thing. Oh, God. So she is working with the Kree mm-hmm. when it starts off. They mm-hmm. have their own little, like, superhero things? Well, they've, they've got the Star Force, which is okay. uh, sort of this uh, intergalactic uh, policing unit. Okay. Okay. And uh, the adversary is going to be Ronan the Accuser, who you might remember from the first Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't, I don't think he's a bad guy, though. I think it said he's not the super bad guy yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they they may be vaguely aligned. Uh, the bad guy though is going to be Ben, ben Mendelsohn, <laughs> aka Director Critic. Yes, uh, <laughs> who is a scroll, who is a shape shifting species. So the good news is we get to still see Ben Mendelsohn look like Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah, I saw the makeup and I was like, oh god, are you doing that thing again that you do? 
Well, you cover up the pretty people with makeup, and then they showed him in a suit, and I was like, okay, we're fine. We're fine. We're all fine here. We're all fine. We're all fine now. Uh, we got some other preview pictures of uh, Carol in a jet fighter, which yes. was great. Yes. And Brie Larson for X-Wing pilot. And uh, her bestie, uh, Maria Rambo, who was the mother of uh, Monica Rambo. I have no idea who that is. Uh, superhero uh, Monica Rambo in the comics is a superhero that goes by the name of Photon. Oh, okay. Was her mom a superhero? No. Okay. So... That's definitely setting up for something when Carol comes back to the present. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. So, yes, I'm looking forward to it, and hopefully we get a trailer soon. Oh, it's probably going to be October, isn't it? Probably. I want it now. I know. Mm. I know. All right, let's move over to some Disney parks and resort news. Yes. Uh, we've got a rumor that John Williams and Michael Giacchino uh, are slated to score the music for Galaxy's Edge. Can I just, like, get the area music on a loop so I can listen to it all the time? Oh, I didn't right. even think about area music. But it's going to be there because it's Disney. Right. I mean, I had just assumed, like, it'll be the same Star Wars music they play, you know, during Star Wars weekends or in the launch bay area. And, you know, just the, the same old music you hear. I didn't even ever think about them having original music for Galaxy's Edge. But with them wanting to preserve the immersion, it makes sense that it's going to be music you haven't heard before, but still sounds like Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Which makes Michael Giacchino a perfect person Michael Giacchino, to do it. Michael Giacchino, if you didn't know, uh, scored the music for Star, uh, the Rogue latest One. iteration of, well, Rogue One and the latest iteration of Star Tours. Oh, he did? Yeah, he did uh, oh. a bunch of the scoring for Star Tours. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so he's a great fit. Yeah. Um, oh my God, yeah. We're going to get new Star Wars music from John Williams in the form of area music. That is not something I thought I'd ever right? say. Right? That's I just want a, like those YouTube loops. Like that, I'll be just be listening to it all the time. Right. If I need something to listen to, like while I I'm at work. I just need background music while yeah. I'm working on something. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. All right. Uh, when Galaxy's Edge opens. Yes. You and I are going to spend a lot of time in the cantina. Yes. And we have a name for it. Yes. It is Oga's Cantina. Yes. Featuring... DJ Rex, the former captain of Star Tours. Yes. I, I'm i so excited for this. Of all of the things coming to Galaxy's Edge, this might be the thing I'm most excited for. Yes. Just, um, we're going to get to sit in a cantina and have drinks inside of a Star War. I know. I, I hope they don't kick me out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, pl I'm planning on moving in personally <laughs> well maybe we can apply for a job there yeah there we go there we go ask for a job from oga who is oga uh did we get something in there let's see uh i think we did oga um uh an alien proprietor oga gara the cantina uh so we only know alien proprietor okay. of some sort all right <sighs> Is it 2019 yet? Nope. Alas. Uh, In 2019, we get Galaxy's Edge, 
Captain Marvel, Avengers 4, Episode 9, Episode nine, Star Wars live action movie, Resistance second season. It's going to be a good year for Star Wars and hmm. Disney and right? entertainment in general. And the, you know, the long, long overdue Padme book <laughs> <laughs> and probably other books. Oh, yes. Good times. Yes. Uh, in other news, uh, congratulations to the Disney cast member union who have won, uh, like their Disneyland counterparts, uh, the Walt Disney World cast member union has won a $15 an hour wage, uh, which is awesome. It's well-deserved. Uh, great, great news all around. Yep. They should be paying cast members more money because they put up with us tourists. <laughs> Hey, if you've been to the parks, you see the tourists they put up with. Yes. We all know they're not getting paid enough. Yes. Uh, dedicated phone and online support is coming for annual pass holders. Uh, this is a system uh, Walt Disney World is introducing called VI Pass Holder. Um, and uh, again, it's a new service exclusively available for Walt Disney World annual pass holders. And it offers uh, pass holders a... Phone line, online chat, and email support uh, designed to give us uh, easier access to information about passes, what the benefits are, and assist. And uh, this is the nice thing: uh, direct assistance with the My Disney Experience app. So, being able to work through that, get things booked, get reservations dealt with, uh, uh, things like that, um, as well as providing uh, recommendations on what to do and see at the parks. Uh, so, yeah, this. Disney World has been introducing a number of uh, pass holder perks of late. We're going to talk about one in particular in a little bit. Yes. Uh, but it does seem like a, a very real dedicated effort to bolster uh, what pass holders get. Yes. Uh, this is something that was interesting. I did not know this was coming. Um, Swan and Dolphin Resort. Uh, I think you and I consider that our favorite bang for your buck resort uh at the disney world resort yes it's not technically owned by disney so it's cheaper but it's still on property on the uh epcot boardwalk resort which is very awesome and you get pretty much all of the same benefits you get by staying oh at yeah disney it's world all Hotel. the same benefits uh, you get the 60 plus day uh fast pass booking window um and uh there's even a there's even a character dining experience yeah, yes. that you can uh, you can reserve, which is awesome. Yes. Um, and uh, the reason we bring this up is uh, a recent article from Growth Spotter out here in Florida has details about a third tower coming the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin Resort scheduled to be completed by 2020. Uh, it's going to be a 14 story tower addition um, being built on the current site of the Swan's tennis courts. And we'll add an additional 349 rooms and 21,000 uh, square feet of meeting space. So is it going to be a different hotel completely or uh, part of one of the current ones? I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, Swan, Dolphin, and third thing? Who knows? Um, we'll also be including um, a new 75-seat restaurant and a 50-seat bar and lounge. Which is mm. great, because uh, I'm always happy when Boardwalk gets uh, something new added to it. Yes. Um, yes. I like that. Very cool stuff. Uh, yeah, so there's no word yet on whether the new tower will be part of Swan or Dolphin, or if it's going to be uh, a new, new identity, identity altogether. And where, where this is confusing, if you're not aware, Swan and Dolphin are actually 
two, two connected different. but different hotels. Yes, they are. They are across from one another. So, and they are considered two different hotels, but everyone refers to them as the Swan and Dolphin. Now, are they owned by two different hotel operators? I don't think so okay i mean like the complex is known as like the swan and dolphins so like if you're staying at the swan you can pay for stuff at this dolphin with your room key but it's they're two different hotels yeah it's it's definitely a slightly odd arrangement but again um rooms there are it's it's a nice hotel but with rooms that are coming like $100 a, le- a, a night less than yeah. an equivalent Disney hotel. Yeah. So there's a we- there's a website swandolphin.com which is for both of the both of the uh, hotels and I believe um I think it's Marriott owns it now. I thought it was Sheraton. Uh, it was Sheraton. The ownership has changed hands uh, yeah. once or twice in the last 10 or so years. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, listeners, if you're looking for a good place to stay, definitely check that one out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, where was I here? Oh, right. Um, the Void's VR experience. We have done this at Disney Springs. This is where they have uh, Secrets of the Empire. Uh, Disney is bringing a Wreck-It Ralph experience to the void, which, uh, sounds like a perfect thing for an immersive, uh, hyper VR game. Yeah. So this is going to be in the void. I, so I, or is it going to be like an in-home thing? Uh, this is going to be in the void. Oh, okay. So what is interesting about the void is, um, they can recycle the floor layouts Mm -hmm. and they just have to tell the computer that's strapped your back to project which, which one you are yeah which huh. which uh pro or which game you're playing so they don't have to they don't have to re-engineer anything huh. so this is why i keep saying i really hope that star wars does more stuff with void vr because they don't have to redesign the building they don't have to redesign the gear all they have to do is throw in a new game into the into the system right but but for like the physical things you re you interact with they'll have to make sure that the different games are laid out the same way well they they the they would have to make sure that um the floor plans are the same yeah but they can what they may wind up doing is installing different things on the walls okay that um uh, one game will use a set of things and another game will use another set of things, but you won't know that both exist in the same room right. because you got the VR goggles on. Mm, okay. So they just have to make sure you don't walk into things. Yeah, correct. So they just have to be careful there. But okay. uh, yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of the Void's uh, VR experience, and I can't wait to see the other. That would be really cool if you could do like just like completely different experiences there. I I've got one they need to do, Tron. Oh, yeah, that would be a good one. Tron would be great. That would be a good one. Uh, And finally, we have a little bit of a ride rumor, and it's going to be a ride that neither of us will ever do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, There is a rumor that there will be a Mary Poppins spinner flat ride coming to uh, Epcot's uh, United Kingdom Pavilion. Um, What do you mean by spinner ride? Like the teacups? This will be like teacups, yeah. Nope, thanks. Nope, 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 nope. 
Uh, oh wait, actually no. Um, sorry. Uh, a a spinner like uh, a la Dumbo the Flying Elephant. Also nope. Oh, okay, nope. Yeah, I'm still I, I'm still not doing that one. Um. I, I I don't I don't know why they wouldn't do just like the Jolly Holidays uh, carousel though. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's uh, probably something that would be coming with the big big updates that are coming for Epcot's. Uh, what is it? Fortieth. Um. <sighs> yes. I'm sighing because Epcot opened the year I was born. Oh. Yeah. Thanks, Brian. I'm I'm sorry. Thanks I'm for sorry. It down. I'm sorry. Why don't we just uh, skip ahead to uh, our discussion topic? Oh, I'm sorry. Epcot opened a year later than I was born. Okay. So, which means I'll turn 41st. Yay! <laughs> I'm sorry. Hi. Why don't we skip to our discussion topic? Yes, let's do that. Uh, Passholder benefits. We're going to talk about what it's like being a Disney annual passholder. It's great. Specifically, a Disney World annual passholder, because that's what we have. Yep. Uh, so, uh -huh. there are, uh, so, Disneyland passholders, we're, we're sorry, we're not talking about you, because we don't know you, and we are not the, the people to give advice about that um there is a pass called the premier pass which gives you access to disney world and disneyland it is very 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 expensive <laughs> so if you if you find yourself going back and forth between both resorts you can look into that i believe it's you know over well over a thousand dollars. I can't remember the name for it, but it is expensive as heck. It's the Premier Pass. Mm -hmm. Disney. Pre I want to look it up. Disney Premier Passport. Let's see. <sighs> Disney Premier Passport. Walt Disney World. Let's see. So you get to visit. Yep, all of the Disney parks. Okay, just tell me how much it is. Boy, they're carrying <laughs> that price. Oh, no. They don't even have the price on it. How do I buy it? I, I If they don't list the price, I don't think you want to know what the price is. And it has no block out dates. Okay, here's Google. How much is a Disney a Disney Premier Passport? Um, oh, it's not that much than I thought it was. How much? Fourteen thirty nine. You know, <laughs> if, how sad is that? That we're like, that's not that bad. If we, if we were people who <laughs> traveled between here and California a lot. Which we don't. But if we were, I think I'd want that. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> the more you know. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk about the levels of Disney World annual pass. I'm sorry, it's 15.79 plus tax. That's still not as bad as I thought it was. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yes, let's talk about the Disney World annual pass prices. Okay. Um. So there are several different levels of annual pass holders for Walt Disney World. Um. There is the Platinum Plus plan. There is the platinum pass the gold pass um 
the Silver Pass, Disney Theme Park Select Pass, Disney Weekday Select Pass, Epcot After Four Annual Pass, the Water Parks Annual Pass, and Water Parks After Two Annual Pass. Several of these passes are, are just for Florida residents, and that includes the Gold Pass. Well, the, sorry, the Gold Pass is good for Florida residents and Disney Vacation Club members only. Um, And the Disney Silver, Theme Park Select, Weekday Select, Epcot After Four, and Water Parks After Two are only for Florida residents. Um, I know several people at my office who own the Silver Pass because it is the cheapest pass um, and that has the most blockout dates, but a lot of people have it because, you know, they don't want to go in the summer anyway, so it works out best for them. Um, so basically the differences in the levels of the passes are how um, the blockout dates. Um, the Platinum Pass has no blockout dates. The Gold Pass has blockout dates, but they're only over Christmas and New Year's or Christmas and New Year's and then spring break, I believe. And then the silver pass is Christmas, New Year's, spring break, and like two months of the summer. Uh, Whereas um, platinum and platinum plus have no lockout dates. They all include parking now. Which, which is, is great. Which that is didn't great. used to be the case. Yes. Um, and photo pass downloads, which is very fun because you get your ride pictures, which I always enjoy looking at. Um, and for the uh, Platinum Plus, that inc- also includes the water parks and um, wide world of sports and the Oak Trail Golf Course. Um, whereas the platinum pl- platinum pass is just the main four parks. Um, so we have the platinum pass because we go all the time. <laughs> well, we would probably have the gold pass if your family didn't come over Christmas and New Year's. Well, I mean, and it's, it's not even just our family. We have a lot of friends who come in through the year. And I mean, right. there are certain times of year where it's easier for people to vacation. And those would be the times which we'd be blocked out yeah. with the gold pass. Yeah. So I, th- I, th- I think the goal might work for us because it's just, I think it's just the Christmas and New Year's thing, but the silver, definitely we wouldn't be able to do. No. But anyway, we just get the platinum. Um, also, there are different passes. There are different prices, whether you're a um, annual, whether you are a Florida resident or a out-of-state resident. Um, so like the... The Platinum Pass that um, I believe we pay slightly less because of being a Florida resident. So yeah, it's a it's actually a fairly sizable chunk less. Yeah, 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 a couple hundred a year uh, less as opposed to uh, being an out of state pass holder. Right. Also, Florida residents have the. Um, option of doing monthly payments 
So which is super nice. Yeah. So you pay a down payment, which I believe right now it's one hundred twenty five dollars. And then the rest of the cost is split into 12 monthly payments. And for the uh, Florida, for the Platinum Pass, um, the the rate right now is $54.29 per month, which, I mean, considering a one-day ticket runs you $100, it's really, it's, you know, if you go twice you are basically getting your money back. And then plus you add in parking, you know, you, you go twice, you, you definitely make up, make up your money back. Now with our platinum pass, I think we did the math and it was like six visits. Yeah. Six visits. we're out ahead. Yes. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, the monthly payment plan is great. Um, if you are on a budget, um, or if you just, you know, it, Get, lets you spread your money around. So that's great. Um, the You get um, Fast Passes, the Fast Plus, Plus system, where you can make the Fast Passes online. You can do that ahead of time, 30 days in advance as a pass holder. Yeah. So while not as good as the 60 days that resort guests yes. get, um, we... Pass pass holders do get a 30-day advance window, which if you're just going to the park, mm-hmm. you're only making them day of there. Right. right. Well, I believe actually if Oh, you, do they get seven? I think they get You well, they can do them 30 days in advance, but mm-hmm. you can only do the you, you so if you buy like a day pass, uh-huh. you obviously you're only making them for that specific day. Okay. But you can do it 30 days in advance if you know that you're if you know that you're going. Um, and you're staying off site. So, you know, there, I, I, I would, I do wish that pass holders got to book their fast passes 60 days in advance. I actually got a survey last week from Disney, um, about the pass holder program. And that was one of my suggestions is letting pass holders book fast passes 60 days out, just because it would be a lot easier for us to get, on certain rides <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like flight of passage mm-hmm. um but you can make them up to seven days total so you know a lot of times i'll just go look and i'll like book fast passes for things we have coming up so you can do that seven days total yeah um merch discounts you get a lot of discounts for being a pass holder um, currently the merchandise discounts are 20% off and they are available at most locations. Um, I believe this comes in handy every year around the holidays for me. Yes, it really does. So, um, I believe when you purchase a pass holder, a pass, they give you like a booklet with all of like the, um, with where all of the discounts are, but you can also go online and look and see where actually you get all the discounts and that comes in handy because if there's like a specific item you want to buy you can go and check the stores to make sure you get the best discount because i think most of them are 20 but some of them are um 10 so Mm -hmm. you want to make sure you get the right you get you get the 20 um so yes this comes in very handy when you buy stuff see that's the problem you think oh disney annual pass i'm saving so much money by like doing it every month no no it's a trap it's a trap (sighs) 
Don't buy an annual pass, friends. They make it relatively cheap for you to get into the parks. So then you where can they buy know stuff. you'll buy stuff. And then they give you discounts. So you're like, oh, that Dooney and Burke bag that costs $250, it's really only $200. It's a bargain. You have to buy it. By Grabthaw's hammer. What a savings. <laughs> yes. Um so yeah merchandise discounts there are food and beverage discounts right now it's 10 percent off and it's not available at every location um which is you know kind of a bummer a lot of the quick service restaurants don't don't do it um it is accepted at some surprising locations though yeah um sadly jocks is not one of them but you know just make sure you ask so if hey if you're looking for a nice steak dinner Yes. Yachtsman Steakhouse over at the Boardwalk Resort takes that 10% discount. It does. And that, you know, it comes comes out to a good, you know, pays for your tip, basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a great deal. But you should tip based on the normal yes, amount. Yes, please tip based on the normal amount, yes. not off of the discounted amount. Um, there are events and entertainment discounts, which many I were not aware of. I was not aware of. Wait, really? Yes. Oh, I need so, to look at this uh, list. So, apparently... Uh, there's $2 off movies at Disney Springs for adult evening admission prices. Huh? Yeah, I didn't know that. What the? Yeah, but apparently, I guess you have to go there and buy it, you know, which is stupid. But, I, yeah. Wow, that's that's actually surprising. Yeah, the water parks, you can get up to $16 off a day, pat, a day ticket. Oh, shoot, that actually um, makes it a pretty good deal for a day ticket yeah a lot of the tours uh 15 off it looks like um i've always wanted to do that keys to the kingdom tour yeah. too the spirit of aloha dinner show is 10 percent off um the uh fireworks cruises um 10 off the hoopty doo musical review is 10 off um and then there are s- you, there are special discounts for hard ticket events, like uh, Not So Scary and Very Merry Christmas Party. So yeah, those are all the entertainment options. Um, then there's also sports and recreation discounts, which I also was not aware that existed. But um, Yeah, these are things I always glossed over. Yeah, so like bike rentals, um, if you do fishing... The miniature golf courses, um, some of the spas, uh, the boat rentals. Um, you can rent boats at several locations. Um, several of the spas. It looks like um, the Surrey bike rentals, um, all 15% off. So that's, you know, really good if you were staying at the resorts. Um, and, you know... It makes sense for us to be pass holders as Florida residents, but like if you're planning to come to Disney World more than twice in a year, I would say buying an so annual pass is probably they're, they're a actually, good option for uh, you. We actually did this once uh, over at Disneyland, my folks and I did, um, because we were going twice in one year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not sure what the math breakdown is, but if you wind up spending more than X number of days mm-hmm. at Disney you should just go buy an annual pass. Yeah. Because it's the same price, if not a little cheaper. Yeah. Um, they also have, like, special um, offers on resorts. Um, every once in a while, they'll have a pass holder 
rate for some of the hotels. Um, right now they have a Walt Disney World pass holder fall offer. Save 30% on your three-night stay at Alani Resort. Plus get a $1,550 resort credit. Oh, God, I wish. Uh, pass holders, stay with us during the most magical time of the year and re- delight in special rates. Stay most nights from October 8th through December 25th. Book through December 25th. Um, so basically, you know, you get different resort stuff. And there's Walt Disney World annual pass holder winner offer at Alani. Same thing. So, you know, you can... It, this is especially good for Florida residents who do not live in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll... They will, you know, if they live a few hours away, they'll get one of the uh, special offers to stay overnight at Disney. So even if, you know, you live a couple hours away, but you, uh, you know, drive to Disney every few months, check and make sure what the rooms are because you could get a special room right. Um, like I said, there's discounts on hard ticket events, um, and it's not just very merry and not so scary. It's also Galactic Nights has it. Um, the Disney, um, I think it's the Extra Magic or Disney After Hours event, which they have at Magic Kingdom and the extra early morning magic things. You can also get discounts for that. Um, and they have exclusive pass holder, pass holder merchandise at a bunch of the special events. And one of the big ones is uh, Epcot's Food and Wine Festival. There are a lot of pass holder perks every yes. year for it. Yes. Um, so, and this, is, I believe at Flower and Garden Festival, they also have this where you can get like a special giveaway. Um, they have a special magnet for um, like, you just basically have to go once and you go to the festival center and they scan your band and they give you a map. A magnet. Now, this year, you go three times and you get... Four times. Four times. Okay. You get a special Chef Mickey cutting board. So we have two more visits to go to. And it's actually really cool because in the past, we've gotten like glasses and stuff, which are really nice. I've got a great tumbler from them that I love. So you go, um, but you would go and you would have like the book and they would stamp it. And then you would go back on the fourth time, you would get the, the gift. This time... Um, I'm not sure if they did it last year, too. It's all tied to your magic band. So you basically just once the first visit, you get your magnet, you go through the, you know, come back again on your fourth visit. You just go to the festival center, say this is my fourth visit, and they scan your band and they've got all your entries already because it's just instead of having to go check in each time, they just know that you've been there. Um, Oh, yeah, because you get. A magic band with your annual pass. You mm-hmm. get one of the you get one of the magic bands. Um, I don't even know how many I have now. <laughs> I actually see. I don't. I don't even know if I have a. If I if I got one last time, if I ordered one, I I need to order my new magic. You do band. need to order a new magic band because you lost yours. Um, and also they have special in addition to like special giveaways they have special exclusive merchandise so like one of them this year they have t-shirts pins at most of the special events um they have a special Dooney and Burke bag for food and wine this year um and they have like literally all the special events they have special pass holder merchandise they used to have it at at um um Star uh, Star Wars weekends as well, and 
they used to they uh Star Wars weekends they are Star Wars uh they still have the um those name badges um that they come out with every new ones every so often and I think they always have a pass holder exclusive one um so those so that's that those are cool um and the neat thing that they started doing oh I'm I forgot the Run Disney races. Yes. I believe they also have pass holder discounts and pass holder exclusive so, merch. So yeah, if you're if you are a fan of the marathons yes. and the races, uh there are perks to being a pass holder. Basically any sort of special event or hard ticket event they have at Disney World, um, check to make sure there's a discount because there probably is and there's probably exclusive merch. Mm-hmm. The only thing they don't have is Disney Cruise Line. <laughs> correct, correct. <laughs> um, if only. Yeah. So they actually started something new recently. Um, they have they they have done exclusive events at sort of the new lands. I know they had pass holder previews for Pandora, which unfortunately we did not get to. They also had a special special pass holder event for toy story land which we did not get to because i never we never got the email inviting us there um but hopefully they will have something special for galaxy's edge because that'll be cool but they also have this new thing called vi pass holder events um and they've had they're having three right now the first one was at magic kingdom the second one was at epcot last week and then upcoming there's another one going to be held at epcot so we went to the one last week at epcot um it was thursday night nine to ten nine to eleven so basically the park closes at nine and then pass holders could stay until eleven so it was kind of like extra magic extra magic hours for pass holders and um you know we got there um we got there, we checked in, they gave us a wristband, so that's how they can tell that you're, you know, good to be there and not to kind of shuffle you out of the park. Um, so we got there early and we basically did all of the um, stuff in food and wine that we wanted to do. We like ate and everything. Um, and when we checked in, they gave us a book, a, uh, a one sheet that had all of the attractions that were going to be open, all of the food items that were going to be open, special merchandise they had. So it was like a it was like a full hard ticket event sort of thing. Um, I was I was impressed with how organized it was. I thought it was just going to be like how extra magic hours is where you just, you know, like when you come for extra magic hours and you're a hotel guest, it's not like a big deal it's just you stay in the park an extra two hours mm-hmm. but this was like an event they had a dj <laughs> um which i thought was kind of overkill but you know whatever um but the really cool thing was once we got all the food and everything we started going on rides and to be fair we started going on rides before nine o'clock just because of where we were and the time we had um but we went on four rides and like four of the main headliner rides in less than two hours. 
So the event ended at 11. We ended up leaving at 1030 because we had done everything we wanted we to could do. Have, we could have gone and written something a second time if we wanted to. Yeah. And so we went on Frozen. Frozen line was like 20 minutes. And that was before the park closed. We went on Mission Space or we went on Test Track after that. And really... I would say like 10 minutes we waited in line. Yeah, we pretty much walked on to that one. Well, we had to wait. We did the car. We walked on to where the car is and then where you designed the car. And then after that, we had to wait a little bit. But it was really just to like sort of clear the congestion out. And then Mission Space, we walked on. All we had to do was wait for the pre-show to start. And then same with Soren, like we walked through the whole line and then we just had to wait for the the pre-show to start. So um, like I had heard other stories of like people that they were like, it was super crowded or whatever, but that was definitely not our experience. Um, so I hope they continue these. I've heard that they will. Like if they do it again, I would sign up for Magic Kingdoms in a heartbeat. Yes. Now, I mean... They'll probably do it again on a Thursday night, but mm-hmm. if if they were to do it again at Magic Kingdom, and if it worked out for our work schedules, I would take the following Friday off yeah. and just stay until the end. Right. I I, I mean, yeah. that would make closing out Magic Kingdom so much more relaxing. Right. Uh, yeah. So I had a great, I had a blast. Um, yeah. It was, it was a great, it was a great pass holder perk because it's essentially operating the exact same way Extra Magic Hours does, something they do anyways. Yes. Um, but they geared it as, hey, this is something neat for pass holders, mm-hmm. uh, an incentive for you to perhaps get a pass or an annual in the future. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I do it again. Absolutely. Yes. Had a blast. Agreed. Yeah. I liked it a lot. And um Hope they do it. Hope they do it for the other parks. Uh, yeah, I do too. I would love an Animal Kingdom one. How did I become this person? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pandora trash. Yes, we are Pandora trash. Any last thoughts on uh, annual pass holders or annual um, passes? I mean, obviously, it's something, you know, it, it's a, it's definitely something that is, I cannot think of the word I want. What's the word I want, Brian? I don't know. I can't read your mind here. Privilege. Yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. A privilege. <laughs> um, but, you know, if you are if you are going to be planning to come to Disney two or more times per year, even if you don't live here, if you live in the state of Florida um, and you like Disney. At and you, least look at the Silver Pass. Yeah. Yeah. The Silver Pass is like $30 per month. It's really not a lot. I mean, if there's if there's many people in your family. I think it's 25 five or 26 yeah, if, if if it i mean if there's a lot of people in your family yes obviously it comes out to a lot of money but um and the best thing is now is that you don't all of the passes include parking i knew a lot of people would have the silver pass but they'd have one person in their family pick a higher level pass like the gold pass so they would get parking but now you don't have to do that now everyone can get the silver pass looking at you universal (laughs) we would have their lower tier annual if they just put parking on it yeah so um you know if you are a florida if you're within a couple hours of the park and you really love coming to disney even just on day trips um i i i think it's definitely worth it you know and i i I, if i remember the math right if you're doing more than 10 or 11 days and you're out of state, look at an annual. 
Yeah. Um, because it's prop, it's probably going to uh, break. You're probably going to break even, and then you'll come out ahead just on the strength of parking. Yeah. Being included. Yeah. And I mean, it's really dumb that like my one of my favorite benefits is the is the photo pass pictures it's fun it's fun it is fun and 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 it's not um you know it's not just the ride pictures it's all of the different photo pass locations around the park like so you can like get goofy pictures with your friends you know yeah it's awesome yeah all right so yes annual passes we're a fan we will be keeping ours yeah all right, we're going to go ahead and close out there. This episode of The Masteroid has been brought to you in part by you, our Patreon subscribers. Again, that's patreon.com slash Tashi Station. $1 level gets you into our Patreon-exclusive Slack team, where you can chat with us and other listeners about this show and all the other shows on the Tashi Station podcast network. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter with the handle uh, Mousedroid Show. That's the official account for uh, this show. You can follow us at Tashi Station as well. That's the network account. Nancy is Nancy Pants. That's Nancy with an I. I'm Lane Winry, L-A-N-E-W-I-N-R-E-E. Um, the Mousetroid is a part of the Tashi Station Podcast Network again. Uh, we're available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, and you can subscribe to our Tashi Station radio mega feed for all of the great shows on our network. Thanks for listening to another episode. We'll be back next month to talk about all of the weird Disney <laughs> television and movies we grew up with as kids. Bye! So long. The Mousetroid is a Tashi Station Network production. For more information and to hear more of our great shows, visit Tashi-Station.net.